Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me again today is Lisa and Doug Iglesias. Um, Lisa gets the top billing uh, uh, in, this, in this in this Thank bit. You, uh, Doug is a deacon uh, for the Diocese of Columbus at St. Brendan's um, in Hilliard. Um, Lisa, I wanted to follow up with you kind of about your own story, which we heard in the last um, segment. Um, just some wonderful things. First of all... Um, is uh, you were talking about in middle school about the, these sort of moral questions that, and and I do think you know like um, in in growing up, especially if we've grown up in a Catholic household, and you know there is a kind of a struggling and a wrestling with a lot of issues, and especially moral questions like in this contemporary age, and I think sometimes. You know, in a, at least in the American setting, we get very nervous when kids ask those kind of questions because then we think, oh, no, they're going to go off in the wrong direction. But part of that re- that wrestling is, I think, is kind of crucial mm-hmm. to kind of taking ownership of that faith. And I wonder if that's kind of how you see it in, in hindsight, like it was sort of a wrestling with these issues to kind of take a deeper ownership of them. Yeah, absolutely. I think what I was seeking really was, Mom, what do you think? That really weighed a lot on me because I wanted to know. I was looking at her life. She was, whether I realized it in this fullness or not, I, but I knew she was a wonderful person. Like she had, she was married to this wonderful man. Like they were happy. We were happy. Um, so I wanted to know for her, what is what is real? What is true? What is the right thing to do in this situation? But even like today, um, the way we try to answer our kids is um, we'll say, guys, you're being shown this. Do you notice that in this uh, movie or in this show or in this whatever online or, you know, that they hear um, they're showing you this. What it actually means is this. This is what, you know, our church says. This is what scripture says. Um, and this is how we've responded when we've been, you know, faced with that question. And I think that's been the thing that I was seeking back when I was a kid. But even now is we always talk about let's give our kids their one-liner, their their elevator talk. Like, what is their response? Because if they have no answer, they are going to feel like they have to shrink away or they're going to have to go along with. But if they have a one-liner of what they believe or what this means actually, or not even, maybe just, um, you know, how the Lord sees that person in the situation maybe, um, that's what we've really strived for parenting yeah it's it's it seems like this is a, a i think it's a crucial point and you know maybe um sometimes parents might fail or or are not maybe the best at that because they themselves have not wrestled with the questions um i actually um when we so we have um a 25 year old 23 year old 16 year old and 14 year old and when the Big boys, we always say the big boys. When they were younger, I would just say, Doug, this is all you. <laughs> <laughs> because he was very comfortable talking about all kinds of things. And I was totally not. So when we had a daughter, he looked at me and said, this is all you. <laughs> so it's been wonderful because, as we all know, um, daughters 
crave and yearn for what do you think about this dad most yeah. particularly definitely we have you know great conversation but she really weighs in on what do you think dad yeah the other thing that really struck me in your story also was the role of our lady and especially your um, experience with her at at fatima um, and how has our lady kind of been a companion of yours in this this journey of discipleship mm-hmm. um well i've Definitely gone to confession in this regard because, um, so we had this very rich youth ministry experience and um, an awesome youth minister, but was educated at, I feel like, well, I'll just, I guess you don't need to know the name, <laughs> university, but he was educated at Bible college. <coughs> so the richness of our Bible studies was Oh, my goodness. It was meat and potatoes every single Tuesday. Nobody missed. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. However, Our Lady was not mentioned. The saints were not mentioned. Um, the novenas were never mentioned. These were all things that I learned about more about when I was an adult here in Columbus specifically. So um, even learning about First Friday and First Saturday, my heart aches every First Friday and First Saturday when I think about the many years I did not turn to Our Lady and turn, you know, ask for her intercession for all these different things. But a pivotal point I can mention about her was, uh, I guess, four years ago now. Um, you know, people talk about little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. Uh, well, young adults don't come and talk to you until 11:30 at night. <laughs> so 11:30 at night, one of our adult young adults came in the room. Doug's reading, and I'm like pretending, wishing I was asleep. And can I talk to you? Is that question? You're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is <laughs> yes. And it was one of the hardest conversations. Um, you know, when 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 they get emotional, it just rips your heart apart. And it was something good that they were concerned about, something um, just so real and heartfelt. And I had no good answer. Doug was doing a great job supporting, and he was, he was uh, affirming, you know, like all that goodness. But as a mom, I had no good answer. And in that moment, it wasn't necessarily a bargain prayer, but I said, Blessed Mother, I will pray a rosary every single day. Please help me to know how to mother this child. And so by, her, by God's grace, every single day, I have missed every now and then, but... but um, and that, that, that's been the underlying um, huge help. And my heart is changing. I'm, I'm the conversion that she is helping me along with to her, to her son, just holding her hand has been life-changing. Beautiful. Um, if you're tuning in, this is Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Deacon Doug and Lisa Iglesias. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit more about how you came to Columbus and how maybe um, your time here has helped you as disciples of the Lord. So I came because of a falling work, right? Got to go where work leads you. And I had a job that I jumped on a plane every day in Miami, Florida, but they decided to move the location up here. And both of us weren't even sure where Columbus was. We thought it was Cleveland more. (laughs) That was our mindset. And um, it just seemed a, a thousand miles away, which is where it is from where we lived. But when we came up here, 
it was funny. I told my son, we're going to go mission. Uh, we're going to go missionary. You know, we're going to, we're going to evangelize to a bunch of people up here. And it was the opposite. It was, wow, there is so much Catholic faith and so much hunger for the faith. And again, that authenticity of really going to confession. I remember someone said, I said, I want to go to confession. And they said, well, go by St. Pat's, you know, at lunchtime. I was like 50 people in line. I'm like, is it, a, did I miss a holy day? What, <laughs> what happened? And they do that every day. That is amazing. And then our church would do it on a Friday, and there would be a ton of people that would show up. It would be sometimes nine priests that had to show up to support them. You've been there. Yeah. It, it's amazing, <laughs> the hunger for our faith. And that really stoked our faith. And then, again, the dedication to Our Lady, who really that kind of happened because of our daughter. She would pray the chaplet. And she would say, hey, come on, guys, 3 o'clock, we got to pray the chaplet. And she was like 7 or 8, you know. But you had to do it because your daughter asked you, you know. And that just seemed like forever. And praying the rosary just seemed like forever. I'm, I'm a guy who kind of like, let's go, let's go, <laughs> let's go, let's go. And then to stop. And sure enough, over time, this, um, this chaplet just really became a time for family to come together. And the sense of peace that would come upon this house teenagers and all sorts of things going on and it was just palpable and then it became um, opening our heart to the rosary our, our uh, wedding anniversary is actually the Feast of the Assumption ah. so we would go to Cary where a billion people showed up you know and be like whoa this is, this is <laughs> wild right and this dedication to really starting to pray the rosary as a family and seeing that next part of your faith formation. Like, it just doesn't end. To, to me, our faith is amazing that you thought I got it when I was 19, and then as a young adult or a parent, um, you saw a deeper faith, and um, as a father, it was like faith grew. And then you thought, okay, I, I must know it all at this point, and then you never know. God keeps t- drawing you deeper and deeper. I'm going to turn it to you. Tell me your thoughts. Yeah, um, I was going to mention that in our parish in Miami, one of the most beautiful things was they had perpetual adoration. So a little chapel and... um, I mean, we went, you know, after prom, I remember we're all still dressed up and we went in in our, you know, outfits and we went and we prayed. It was pretty awesome to know that uh, PA, they would call it, you know, was always there. Well, um, they they had a fervent like a ministry too. people were always signed up to go and stuff. So um, when that was one of the things that we were thinking, oh, well, let's look for a parish when we move up that has perpetual adoration. You know, we had to go. That'd be great. Well, we couldn't find one. Uh, maybe we weren't looking in the right place, but we couldn't find one at the time. And so Doug would always mention, oh, is there times for adoration? Or is there time for blessed sacrament? No. And, um, and so different times they would say, oh, well, on this holy day, or on, we do that for about four hours or eight hours or things like that. Well, then um, we were at Mass, and um, our pastor leaned over the, you know, at the pulpit. He leaned over the ambo and said, trust me. You need to come spend some time with Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. Trust me, do this. Well, thank you so much. We're going to continue this conversation about parish life in our next section, but you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today has been Deacon Doug Iglesias and his wife, Lisa. Uh, Thanks, and until next time, peace and all good. Peace and all good.